The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Well, if you've just joined us, welcome to the show. It's eight minutes after eight and time now for the Forum at Eight here on AM Live. The National Freedom Party, or the NFP, finds itself out of the August 3rd local government elections, and that's because of an administrative error. The party missed the deadline to pay its deposit to the Independent Electoral Commission. The Electoral Court has also dismissed the application for a review after it applied to the court for condonement, citing human error. The Independent Electoral Commission now says that they will go ahead with the printing of ballot papers, and the NFP have said that they are consulting their lawyers about a possible approach to the constitution. Constitutional Court. Already, hundreds of thousands of NFP supporters and voters are left in a quandary about what to do with their vote. And in the meantime, the rifts within the party seem to have deepened as the party looks at what went wrong. Dries Liebenberg filed this report. The NFP was disqualified from contesting the upcoming local government elections after its failure to pay the 490,000 Rand deposit to the IEC. Leaders within the party feel that the NFP's one million supporters cannot be disenfranchised because of an error. NEC member Ahmed Sheikh Imam says they are studying the decision of the electoral court. In terms of the judgment given by the justices that were there, it would appear that they would be setting a precedent if they allowed the National Freedom Party who failed to pay the registration fee timelessly to conduct. Because what they are now saying is, is that if they allow that for the National Freedom Party, then all the others that have been disqualified will also come in and say, listen, then you must give us the opportunity as well. So you'll be setting a precedent that can be an ongoing challenge for the IEC, and that is the reason. Top party members say they are meeting with lawyers to see if they can take the case to the Constitutional Court. Meanwhile... KwaZulu Natal Electoral Officer Mawetu Moseri has welcomed the speed with which the court has given its ruling. Moseri says they will carry on with their preparations, like the printing of ballot papers, as planned. No, we would not have to wait for the Concord ruling in, in, in this matter. Uh, because there was nothing that was holding us back from continuing with the process. They had gone to court to ask for clemency. So they did not interdict the process from proceeding. So we will proceed with the election as planned, even if they approached the Constitutional Court. Members of the NFP's National Working Committee met at the weekend to discuss the situation saying the entire top leadership should carry some of the blame for Treasurer Kolani Ndlovu's failure to pay the deposit on time. It led to the resignation of National Chairperson Maliyake Shelembe, as well as Secretary-General Nslanfla Kubisa, while Shelembe's deputy, Stelu Mabika, was suspended, together with Ndlovu. Youth movement leader Sibusisu Mwabe, however, says the way the NWC meeting was called was unconstitutional and that it did not have a quorum to make decisions. The youth movement does not accept what has happened that we do not contest elections. And whoever was responsible for that must be dealt with accordingly, but in a manner that does not collapse the party.
in a manner that is constitutional, in a manner that brings hope and dignity in the party. What will have happened on recent days is a total collapse of the party. Shalembe says some people within the party are using the crisis to further their own political ambitions. He has called on the NFP to stand together as one. It is not good at this time to fight uh, over the shaky bridge as the NFP. It's better that we cross the bridge and then we start our fight internally. But I think the timing is clear that the party is not giving a preference. But members are just thinking that by becoming members of the executive committee will make them to go to parliament. Kubisa claims that NFP President Zanele Magwazam Sibi has accepted the retraction of his resignation, while Shalembe says he is going to retract his resignation shortly. They say they resigned amid finger-pointing, but have since realized that it was short-sighted to abandon their leadership positions. Meanwhile, Magwazam Sibi says in a statement, party structures countrywide will be consulted on the way forward within the next few days. I am Dries Liebenberg in Durban. So what does this mean for the NFP? Is this the beginning of the end of the party? To help us answer that question is uh, our political analyst this morning, Mr. Ralph Matecha. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. Absolute pleasure. And we also have uh, Spusiso Mwabe, who's a member of Parliament and NFP Youth President. Thanks for your time as well. Thank you, Sakina. Greetings to you and our listeners and the political analyst with you there. So would it be fair, Mr Mwabe, to say that the NFP has collapsed, as um, you indicated earlier. Is is that a fair characterization of what is going on within the party right now? Uh, well, I will assume definitely so, because, um, you see, the most important thing that should not happen in the party is for its uh, members to lose hope and be in the state of dilemma. Now, what is happening now, we are receiving calls now and then. People are really... Uh, on dilemma, there's lost to hope, they are really confused, seemingly to them there is no future anymore. That is why you are saying the manner that we handle matters should not be to that extent that our people find themselves in now. But how did it come to this? I mean, surely this is not a situation that developed overnight. So what led the NFP to this point? Well, let me be honest and say the illness of the leader has really been a difficult moment for us as the party. Uh, You know our leader is a dynamic person, is a person who's hands-on. She's a very dedicated person. And remember, her illness was really something that came as a shock to everyone. She's been so healthy, um, doing everything with that energy. Uh, now, with that one in its own, has been a serious challenge and difficulty within the leadership of the party. But also coming to what has happened now, as we have heard from various um, media uh, houses, that uh, our late 
payment has um, created all this situation for contesting the local government election. And I'm going to come to that in just a moment, but I want to talk about the leadership situation within the NFP. When you talk about your leader and her capabilities, does that mean that everything was vested in the one person and that the rest of uh, the rest of the leadership structure was inadequate because when she did fall ill why wasn't the rest of the leadership able to hold the ship together yeah well as, as i've said that um, she has been a very instrumental person it would be incorrect yes to say she was doing everything alone no we do have head deputy and and and, and other comrades but I'm saying her immediate illness really created that shock, created that instability within the party. But, but why? As well, why? 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 I understand the shock. Yes, uh, here's someone who was healthy, who was dynamic, and the next minute uh, she's incapacitated. I understand that. But once you get over that initial shock, why wasn't the leadership structure of the party able to deal with the matter? Well, as, as of now, I can say uh, they tried their best. I remember, the president fell ill from 2011. It's almost 18 months or two years now. But uh, the current leaders tried their best. I must be honest. Yes, there's been those who might have wanted to take the advantage of, 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 of the illness of the leader and, and want to do their own things. But uh, the leaders tried to carry on in even the preparations for election, I'm sure you are aware or you have seen the attendance in the manifesto launch, which was in Kwasulu Natal in Friday, where we had people who are more than 20,000. That one indicated that uh, the leaders tried to their best, but yes, there were those challenges that were there. I mean, the support of the um, NFP is not in question if one goes back to the national elections of 2014. I mean, wonderful showing by the party. That is not in question. But going back to that manifesto launch that was so well attended, one of the questions that was asked about that was why... Uh, was it that um, uh, Mrs. Magwazam Sibi's daughter was the one who got to deliver the leader's message there as opposed to anyone else within leadership? Well, if you listen to the, the, the speech as it was read by her daughter, well, it was a very objective speech. Um, we regarded that as the way he, she expressed her views and opinions of what was happening in the party. Uh, she commented on various things, including what was happening in the party, the instability, um, and, and also sent out the weight of caution to leaders. Now, as the leadership, we regarded that as, as something that she wanted to express objective, uh, objectively. And it was not going to be good for any leader to read that uh, because, as I've said, that she wanted to speak to everyone in the leadership and in the party. But if you even look there as well, it was only the speech that was read by uh, her daughter. Going forward with the issues of delivering the manifesto, it was done by the Secretary General and other activities as well. So we didn't have a problem about that. And of course, then it brings us back to the question, and it's not to be personal about, you know, uh, the leader and the situation she finds herself in, which is beyond her control. But... 
If the leader has been ill and incapacitated for over a year, what have been the discussions within the party around leadership and maybe finding other ways of dealing with that particular situation? Have there been no talks about calling a conference and maybe relooking things? What is the party's position going forward on this? Well, that's a good question. Remember, um, yes, we know the president is ill, the president is not well, but if you speak of incapacity, incapacity, we haven't received anything from her daughters indicating that the president is uh, really incapacitated. Then in that, in that situation, you can now talk about um, what happened next. We've been with the hope that the president is recovering, and we, see, we saw her as well on, on, on the manifesto launch was there. There is that hope that she's recovering. Now, to say that they start talking about the, the, the leadership or her position would have been premature uh, to everyone. And uh, on December this year, we do have the national conference. Uh, as, 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 as a schedule. But we do not have any medical opinion to say, no, president can no longer perform her duties. President so has she now, been... We do not have that. It was for us to take that decision. We need the medical information or the medical opinion. From her daughter, from why her, her why do you need the medical position on that? The question is, has she been performing her duties as a leader? The answer is no, but we've always getting the report that she is really covering, remember, really recovering. We have also visited her and, 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 and we saw the improvement. She has also attended one of um, the budget votes in Parliament. And we're with her as well. We, 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 we can see there is the improvement. Mm. So for us to change the leader has not been the priority. And, and, and that is fine. That is fine. And, 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 you know, on a humane level, I'm sure everybody, you know, agrees uh, with what you yeah. are saying there. But yeah. from the level of the party, you know, from a governance and an administrative level, Surely it is not an ideal situation whereby your leader is unable to perform her leadership duties for such a long period. That is why, Sakina, I started by saying her absence has been a very difficult experience within the party. That will include issues like administration, as we are saying, uh, that even if the current leadership is going ahead doing the duties, it shows that someone is not there. Uh, there is someone who's not there, but also it doesn't mean let's go shops, because that would mean there's no leadership at all. Let's carry on. Remember, our, our leader is, is loved by the people all over very much. Mm. Now, there is that legacy as well that we do not want to throw it away because it's a treasure of the party. So what does this mean? Does it mean then that the future of the National Freedom Party in, is inextricably interwoven to the personality of Mrs. Makwaza Msibi and that without her, the party cannot prosper any further? Well, the conference is on December, as I've said. This is the matter that will be discussed thoroughly there. Um, I won't want to dwell much on that because I know the membership will express themselves 
in the formal structure in the national conference. But let me say that the future of the NFP still goes ahead. It's still bright. Yes, we are, there are these challenges, but um, uh, we are fighting ahead. So what happened on Saturday? The um, National Council, I understand, met on Saturday to discuss the fate of the party. Uh, uh, what fate was that? Was that the immediate fate of the party as it pertains to the elections or was anything beyond that also discussed? No, no what, what happened on Saturday is <clears throat> from, the PA, the, from the PA of the president that uh, she requested that she address the National Working Committee on Saturday. Uh, that is the only thing or the only agenda that we, we had that the leader would come and address um, the National Working Committee on the current development of court and election issues. Uh, when she, 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 she never pitched up, she, she never attended that uh, meeting. Um, uh, although I was not personally there because I had a, a funeral in the relatives, or of the relatives, but uh, what is told the president could not uh, pitch up, and, and, but the meeting went ahead. Now, there's, there's that uh, confusion as to uh, who then uh, formulated the agenda because the leader was not there. Well, let's hear from uh, Ralph Mateja, our political analyst this morning. The NFP, um, the fifth largest party as things stand. How does a party in such good standing come to this, Ralph? Well, you know, Sakina, I think that uh, listening to the questions you're forwarding to a member there, I think it is very clear that uh, the, the challenge with the splinter parties in South Africa, the parties that are formed from what you can call major parties, I mean, we know that uh, the NSP has been formed with a, through a splinter from the ISP. The challenge with such parties in South Africa is that uh, they tend to rely a lot on the personality of a leader instead of institutionalizing leadership to an extent where one would say uh, if the leader falls sick, the party will be able to continue. And as, 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 as we are looking at the question of the NSP, I, I also ask myself uh, about other op- opposition parties in South Africa that one can consider to be the splinter parties as to whether if you really remove the head, the, the, the leader, the president of those parties, will they really be able to survive and function? And I think that uh, the answer is actually no. If you look at what has happened within the NSP, it shows that it relied a lot on the personality of Mabazam Sivu. Of course, she's a very instrumental person. She's a former mayor who has performed very well and took it up himself to inspire people to form the party. But it never went beyond that. There was no process of institutional leadership to ensure that the party could survive without a president. So I think that what you have now is a situation where this party with a good standing indeed has got voters stranded in the middle, not knowing exactly what they are going to do. And I think also, Sakina, that the, the, the mistake or maybe the blunder of failing to submit uh, uh, then of, 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 of failing to uh, forward the money to the IEC, it, 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 it's something that has got to do with the internal wrangles within the party. I mean, how does it occur that a party such as that, which already has the voters, which already has its own identity, fail to take care of such a small thing? People could also point into sabotage among the members mm. of the party that maybe other members, these members, 
deliberately sabotage the party. If you look at this case, read very closely. It just doesn't make sense that the party uh, has done this mistake. It also raises the question as to whether if they fail to deal with this simple administrative issue, why should they even be trusted with a single municipality in the first place? And and brings us, of course, to the issue of personality politics. And um, the question that I was asking Mr. Mwabe about uh, the fact that the leader was um, unable to perform her leadership duties for over a year, and yet the party doesn't seem to have resolved what to do beyond that. Surely that's worrying. It is very worrying. It also shows that uh, they cannot think beyond uh, uh, the president, Mkwazimzida. Unfortunately, it's not said that she was actually ill, but it, it just shows that the membership of the party could not uh, think beyond that. But also more concerning, you know, raising the question as to whether are we really talking about the modern party in a democracy or are we talking about some form of a system here? Is when she sent her daughter to go and read that uh, uh, message during the, the launching of uh, 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 the manifesto. I mean, structurally, I don't know how do you really explain that. Is the daughter waiting to inherit the leadership of the party? Uh, or what is actually happening? Is there no trust when it comes to delegation of responsibility through the formal processes within the party. It shows that they are not thinking at that level, or at least they are not being able to uh, carry out that delegation. Maybe it is too risky, as they see it, to have another figure being seen leading this party, uh, a figure different from Magwazamsi. And Mr. Mwaba, just coming to this issue of not paying the IEC on time, uh, there have been yeah. various, theor- various theories that have been forwarded here um, in aptitude of uh, the people here, human error being cited, also a sabotage and maybe even a third force I've heard. So what is the official reason for not paying on time? Well, I would say what, what we got from the, the treasurer was that he he, miss, uh, he, he could refuse the date. Let me put it that way. He was of the view that the 27 was the one, was the cut-off date. Uh, only to find that the 27 was for, for another thing. I, I think uh, the issues of this verification and other things. But the, 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 the reason that we get from him is that, no, guys, I, I did confuse the dates. I was of the view that is this date. Well, all in all, it's an administrative error, then, if you put it on that way. Well, we're going um, yes. to go to news. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion, uh, discussing uh, whether this is the end of the road for the NFP after uh, the Electoral Court dismissed their application for a review after they'd applied to the court for a condonement, citing human error in their um, inability to pay on time to participate in this year's local government elections. So we're asking you this morning whether this is the end of the road for the National Freedom Party. 891 uh, We're in conversation with Spusiso Ngabe, who's a member of parliament and also the NFP youth president, as well as political analyst Ralph Matecha. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. Tons of messages coming through at this point. Let me just read through a few. Uh, Papa G says, shocking, NFP can't even apply for elections, yet they want to be trusted with running the country. Nice try, but no. Um, I am um, at uh, Tebo Chot says, uh, Kamakwazam CB 
is the NFP. Um, then uh, this one from Tsepo. Tsepo says the Electoral Court is right because if they grant the NFP a second chance, all disqualified uh, will also apply for condemnation. And uh, this one says uh, from I'm African, they should have named the party after uh, Zanele Makwazam Sibi because she is the party. Uh, Buzwebaki says, uh, as some of the analysts have pointed out, ours in South Africa is a problem of personality politics instead of following principle. Sydney says, why did the treasurer have to wait for a cutoff date? Yuri Chikov says, so the treasurer wanted to pay one minute before the deadline. Why wait until the very last minute? Major General's uh, contribution says that the NFP belongs to an individual and not its members for the party to progress the leader must resign. Sipo says, I feel very sorry for NFP. Uh, disciplinary actions must be logged uh, uh, to the National Treasury for sabotaging the party. Makashule Kana says, it is clear that the NFP can't exist outside uh, Zanele Makwazam Sibi. For it to continue, Zanele must be at the forefront. And uh, Viven Padiachi says, um, paying on time is not rocket science, NFP. It is actually quite simple. And uh, then Unati Kwaza says, I'm sorry, NFP spin on the daughter reading mommy's speech doesn't fly with me. It was telling a bigger story. Well, we also have with us uh, now in our Durban studios, Ahmad Sheikh uh, Imam, who is the NFP's NEC member. Uh, He's in our Durban studios. Thanks so much for speaking to us this morning. Thank you. Very good morning to you, Sakina, and good morning to all our listeners. So you've listened to what some of our listeners have to say, and um, people really flabbergasted that it has come to this with the NFP, given that the country, uh, the, the, the party really was growing very well and had put in such a strong showing at the last national elections. So what's going to happen now? Uh, Sakina, I can understand the discontentment and the anger of the people on the ground, and I think rightfully they have that right. But let me also start off by saying, and, and I agree with the, the, the political analyst there, it is what you see is more than what meets the eye here. And I think my colleague on the other side was disingenuous when he talks about that it's just a human error. And that's why I agree with most of the callers. It cannot just be human error. It's a serious matter. We have a very large organization. We have structures in place. That's the first thing. Secondly, and more importantly, the Treasury General should not and does not work alone. We have the Secretary General, who is the CEO in charge of administration. Let me go further, Sakina. And, 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 and this is some of the basis of our constitutional court application that is going to be coming through very shortly. After doing much investigation, we have found that there seems to be something untoward about what has gone on. And let me add, on the 31st of May, before the due date, the Treasurer General in a national working committee, which my colleague that's on the other side was present, said very, very clearly when asked, did you pay the IEC? And he said, yes, we have paid. Let me go further. I personally contacted the Treasurer General prior to the cutoff date because I'm deployed in the Western Cape and I have concern about my constituency. He said to me, no, it's paid. I came down and checked with him. He said to me, we paid for the entire country. I even queried why the entire country when we are not contesting the Northern Cape. He said, I decided to pay for the entire country. I then called our administrator on another occasion who went to him and they had a discussion and he said he's paid. We had a lengthy discussion yesterday with the attorneys and information and evidence that has come forward is shocking. 
And I can tell you that, and that is why some members have been suspended, so that there could be an investigation to identify what really went on, and then heads must roll. That is the situation. When people say administration, that the National Freedom Party, if they cannot run their small affairs, cannot go out there and, 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 and run a municipality, I can understand what they're saying. But like I said, there's more to it than that. The excuse of not paying is not good enough. Let me also tell you, that for the first time yesterday as a National Executive Committee member, I had the opportunity of looking at all our bank statements because I was obviously suspicious. Why did we not pay? Did we have the money? And I'm quite satisfied money was never the issue. You understand? So the money was never the issue. You were told timelessly. You, you've attended the PLC meetings. You were reminded by us. You told us that you have paid. You did not pay. Question is, and I think everyone's going to ask the same question, why did you not pay? So it is more than that. But I want to also add, yes, the president visited Magwaza Amsibi has been ill. And let me tell you, I am one of the fortunate members in my NEC that has met the president more than any other members in that NEC in the last couple of months. The president is in a very sound state of mind. There is no doubt about that. Mm. I have engaged with him. She has physical challenges. What must happen when your leader has physical challenges? And I want to add, the former president of the United States had physical challenges. It does not mean you can't run the party. But what is the leadership for there? Leadership are supposed to be there to drive the party forward. So failure is really on the side of the leadership. Now, I don't want to say too much on the media at this particular state. I don't want to prejudice any investigation that's going to take place. But in due course, you will really know what is really going on in the party and what is the challenges. The party has a very, very bright future. It has very capable people, very learned people, I can tell you, very dedicated and committed people. The losers at the end of the day is the one million members of the National Freedom Party. And I think you saw a great percentage of that coming in at the rally at the, uh, that we had in, in Freyhead. And that's how much of confidence they have in the NFP and the leadership. Now, let me tell you, it's, the, it, it's what Zanele Magwaza have said, and like the political analysts have said there, in Zululand, and how well she's performed, and this is what we should take forward. And because of what she said there, you would find that even where we co-governed in these municipalities, we have performed very well in those municipalities. In fact, service that it was better than in everywhere else. So the problems are not really there. I think the problems is really within us there. The problems are not with the majority of the members of the National Freedom Party. There are some challenges in the party in terms of leadership. And I think now the time is to, to uh, the question to ask is, do we really have the right leadership there presently? And, um, and we have plenty of capable people in the party because if we cannot ensure, you know, I, I was in a debate last night and, I, and, and the SG was there and I'm saying you as the secretary general were responsible to ensure that is your administrative duty that this money was paid. Mm -hmm. Surely you should have known 490 some odd thousand was not paid at the secretary general. Now you are and you're admitting that the treasurer has said he's paid. So can you see there is a challenge? It's not about that we did not have the money. It's not that we forgot. Clearly, it would appear to me it's either that we did not want to pay or there's something else. But I don't want to speculate until that investigation is completed. And if, and I can tell you, the investigation is going to be very, very thorough. There's going to be a forensic investigation with regards to this. And I think we owe it to our people and we owe it to the country for them to really know what has really gone on. The other thing that struck me was uh, when the story first came to light that uh, the NFP might be in a spot of bother uh, when it comes to the elections, the party really seemed to downplay those reports at first. And now we find, you know, the party is in real dire straits. Why was that? Why wasn't the party upfront about the seriousness of the situation when it first came out? 
Well, 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 let me tell you, you know, you know the question that one needs to ask. Who was in direct control? And in being di- in direct control, why did you not address these challenges with the NEC themselves? So the NEC didn't know either. Can I tell you, I'm an NEC member, and I didn't know what the challenges were. But like I said, as an NEC member, I've done everything I can possibly do. I've checked with the treasurer. I've checked with the other members. I've called them. I've personally checked with them. What more could I have personally done? But I have done everything to ensure that we protect the image and the interests of the party, and that is what we have done. So for me, I cannot, no matter how much I may want to, I cannot accept. So I can't blame the electoral court in the decision they've made because it clearly does not make sense to say you forgot because I've just explained, you know, the various... Mm. You know, if I can't be convinced as an NEC member, how can you expect the electoral court to be convinced? And I can understand what the people on the ground, the callers are saying, and and, and I understand what they're saying. So, so really, I think, you know, I, I, there's a hell of a lot that has come forward, even in my discussions with the legal representatives yesterday. But I don't want to divulge anything. We want to allow the investigation to complete. Everybody's presumed innocent until guilty. Let us give them that opportunity. Let them appear before disciplinary committees. Let them respond. You know, some of them may be innocent. Some may not. May, there may be others. But we need to get to the bottom of it. But I can assure you there's more than meets the eye right now. That is the problem we're sitting on. And, of course, our listeners want to participate in this discussion as well. But before I get to that, let me just come back to um, Ralph and also to Spusiso Mngabe. But let me start with Spusiso. Uh, you've heard what uh, Sheikh Imam had to say. What's your response to that? No, no. Some of the things that my colleagues, uh, my colleagues have said, I share same sentiments with. Um, it is, it, those are issues that we cannot debate. Remember, I never said, yeah, we are protecting anyone or we are defending anyone. We are as angry as everyone in the party. And I've just explained that the reason that we're given for that payment was that it was an issue of the date. But I never said it's something that we accept. as the, We never accepted that one. And also, I want to make it clear that we, 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 we really support, we, everyone supports the move to the question court. But we must keep our members not divided. Let's keep them united with the hope that we'll get ahead with the elections. We fully agree with the issues of negotiation. Obviously, you can't have such a, 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 a serious mistake or serious negligence. And then you say you will not investigate. You must have a thorough investigation. But Imam have said uh, regarding the bank uh, a statement is correct. It's some of the things that one requested, and it, I, will, I understand that our lawyers, when they were going to electoral court, also requested the bank statements to indicate that on the day uh, that we were supposed to pay, the money was there in the account. It appeared that on the day, on the cut-off date, the money was there in the account, and even a big amount of money. Now, it's also still our question, as Imam has said, that when the money was there, it's clear that it was not an issue that maybe we're fundraising, maybe we're trying to get some money somewhere. The money was there. That one is clear, not an issue. That is why we are saying everyone, including us as the youth, we support the full investigation in the matter so that we come to the unanimous uh, conclusion and the picture of the entire thing. 
Rav Matecha, let me just take a view from you about uh, the Constitutional Court challenge, which uh, would be basically the last avenue that the NFP has to go to. What do you make of that challenge, uh, the decision to go there firstly? And um, do you think that the IEC was heavy handed in the way in which it dealt with this NFP matter? Well, Sakina, you know, the the, the IEC is standing on a principle, and I think that uh, the principle is that money should be paid at a particular time. And indeed, uh, the rules apply to the NFP as to all other parties. But I also think that the NFP is within its own rights to go to the Constitutional Court and further try to uh, 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 ask for clemency. Because I think this is a constitutional issue. For me, this is no longer about the NFP, but it's about the voters who actually believed that the NFP is a party. We know that uh, they have the voters who voted for them in the previous, in the 2014 elections. And I think that the Constitutional Court, when making a decision on that, they should actually think about those voters and also try to extend free and fair election to those voters. And the NFP as a party might gain from that consideration that needs to be done by the Constitutional uh, Court because uh, certainly their, their internal wrangles now have now been taken to the court because what they are asking the court to do in terms of, in, in this, in, in this uh, uh, clemency application or petition is to actually ask the court to come, come into the internal processes of the party. I think the court should put the voters' interest, and if the court does put the voters' interest ahead, the court will actually make this a special case because I'm, I'm concerned about those voters. What do they do? Because they've believed in the idea that the NFT is indeed a party that can run its own internal affairs and be available and extend that sense of free and fair elections to those voters. Well, what is your take on what's going on at the NFP? Uh, and we're asking whether this is the ro- the end of the road for the National Freedom Party this morning. 0891104208. Let's hear from our listeners. Uh, Mampita in Togoza, good morning. How are you? Well, and you? I'm fine. Uh, I think this is the end of the road for the NFP party because the leadership is not good. They couldn't inform the they are supporters on what to take for a And as they said, Ranila uh, Mabaza has been sick for a And what he did was that they, she sent her daughter to give a leadership speech on the manifesto, and that was wrong. At least someone from the leadership could have delivered that. And I think they should have called a, a press conference to inform people that Ranila is sick. Then, therefore, someone else will take over, then the party keeps Okay, thank you so much, uh, Mapita and Togoza. Apologies for the poor quality on that line. Sithle uh, here in Johannesburg, good morning. Or is it uh, Josini? Hi. Morning, Sithle. How are you, ma'am? Good, thanks. And you? <coughs> yes. I think the problem is that when we start to serve our personal interests, Besides the taking our party's interest, that is where the problem started. And again, the I think Mama Kwasam Sibu, where she lost it, is to accept the position of the of the of the deputy deputy minister, while the party was not uh, mature enough for her to, to to. That is what killed them. And the issue of her daughter is. <laughs> 
it was a disaster because you ask yourself where was the the deputy president, even the chairperson as well. You know, uh, I think that is my take on that issue. Thank you so much, Sithe. Uh, Let's go to Erustus in uh, Vidbang. Good morning. Hi, good morning. SK, your guest, listeners, good morning. One, the daughter to be addressing members, it was totally out. That clearly shows that here in South Africa we might be having a problem of leadership crisis because you have a president, you have a deputy, and other people in the executive. Why the deputy president didn't take over? Because in the inability of the president, the deputy president should take over. And in this case, Maguire should have been advised to say, like, now you're ill, you're incapacitated, the president must continue and run the affairs of the, of, 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 of the organization. She may be there, be part of the organization, but the deputy was supposed to run. Secondly, the issue of the, uh, them going to the constitutional court. I think the constitutional court may be sympathetic to the voters, not to the party itself. Given what had transpired a month or so ago about the IEC, whereby there was a complaint that the voters they don't have addresses, the Constitutional Court was sympathetic to the voters to say, let the elections continue. However, the IEC is given a certain period of time to correct, the, uh, uh, to, to correct that. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Erastus in uh, Vidbank. Ngabayomzi uh, Kwankwa from the UDM, good morning. Morning, morning, Sakina, and morning to the SAFM listeners. And morning to Comrade Sheikh Imam, the colleagues, we are fully behind you. It would be a sad day in South Africa if the NFP were not to participate in the forthcoming local government elections. But at the same time, I think we must hasten to add that we cannot shield you from the consequences of your actions. I think you made a mistake, and I'm glad to hear that you are admitting that you made a mistake. And I'm hoping and praying as I'm sitting here today that the Constitutional Court will rule in your favor. Because if it doesn't, it means that decision would disadvantage the millions of South Africans who are innocent, who are not part and parcel of that mistake, who would want to vote for the NFP. I think it will also be a sad day for multi-party democracy if you are not to be allowed in the end to participate in the local government election. So we, we're crossing fingers for you chaps and saying good luck. Mr. Kwankwa, a question to you uh, before you go, though. So where will this end? Because if you set certain precedents, I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. what will it be in the next election if Party Z then forgets to cross a certain uh, T? Aren't we opening, you know, avenues for parties to just become reckless and not stick to the principles as outlined? You're right, you're right. But remember, even rules themselves aren't cast in stone. I understand that a mistake in this instance was made, so it's very difficult to answer that question. But at the same time, I think the institutional court ruling will guide us on the way forward. We might need, for instance, to make certain amendments to some sections of the rules. That might be possible, but it will solely depend on what the constitutional court judgment says on this matter. Good, good. Thank you so much for your comment there, uh, Mr. Kwankwa from uh, the UDM. Interesting. He says a mistake was made. From what I'm hearing, I don't think the NFP members themselves are convinced that it was necessarily a mistake. There could be more at play here. We don't know. As it was indicated, there will be a thorough, comprehensive investigation, and we might learn more uh, once that is concluded. Let's hear from Mandla in Benoni. Good morning, Mandla. Good morning, Sakina. Sakina, I'm, I'm kind of worried about these parties that are formed by women. Look what happened to Ahang. Now it's uh, 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 NFP. I'm worried, really. 
I think something is something got to give. Why? Why women? I'm, I'm worried because uh, uh, they, they, they sort of, the men they, just, they sort of like take over and uh, run the party. Like, like now, what happened? There was a, <clears throat> a, a, a political that, that was formed uh, that, that that broke away from the NFT. That indicated that uh, men want to take over. They are just using her to, to get position. Then now they've just dumped her. So what you're saying? Women are weak and they just being used as political pawns in the uh, political game. I think on a lighter note, I think women should uh, put uh, other women in a strategic position and leave the men alone. <laughs> Yo, okay. I, I, I don't necessarily want to digress in that direction. So I'm going to move straight on to Colin in Cape Town. Good morning, Colin. <laughs> Good morning. I disagree with him saying it's, it's a, a woman. Yeah, I don't want to go I there. I disagree. <laughs> the, the, fact, the fact remains is, uh, say, say for argument's sake, you get a, a letter from a lawyer. You've got to pay... Before 5 o'clock or closing of office hour, you've got to pay it, otherwise you're in trouble. Uh, those are learned people supposed to be in, a, uh, in, in that party. It's not one person that's involved. It's a couple of people that's involved. They should know when their date is due, their time is due. So if they can't even settle a little account like that by the IC, then how are they going to settle accounts if they win a municipality, everybody will be waiting and waiting and waiting for their money. It is sure stupidity of the whole structure on top. Okay. That couldn't pay their account on time. They were warned, they were told, and I listened to your other speaker, your other speaker uh, asked, did you pay the account? Yes, we paid. He phoned again, he spoke again, did you pay the account? Yes. It's a bunch of lies. Ah, sorry, Colin. Lost Colin there. Uh, Colin saying a bunch of lies, therefore the party can't be trusted. Uh, Salim in Durban, what's your view? Uh, good morning, Sakina. I think, you know, NFP have come in and made major inroads. And, you know, Zanella was very focused on service delivery. And she's done a lot for rural people. I suspect there's a case of sabotage here. You know, someone has been, you know, used to sabotage this whole situation so they can have a free run here. So it's certainly a criminal act, and I think they should be given a chance because we can't let the voters, you know, suffer like this. So it's a serious case of sabotage, and the matter should be investigated in that light. Thank you so much, uh, Salim. So we don't have much time, 30 seconds each, to just uh, respond to what has been asked and uh, so that we can wrap it up. But I want to start with you, um, uh, Ralph Mateja, by asking you the question as to who stands to benefit most from um, this misfortune that has befallen the NFP. Well, you know, Sakina, I wouldn't be surprised if... uh, uh, stories begin to emerge that uh, another party might have been responsible, might have, uh, we're talking about capturing, might have captured the treasure of the NFP to a point that he deliberately hate this whole. I mean, I know an investigation is coming, but this is just too, it looks too orchestrated to just be a simple administrative era. And I think that uh, other parties within the province, particularly in, in parties that are quite strong within the KZN, they might just be, a, they might have a hand in this. But well, let's wait for to hear what the investigations say. Maybe the public protector should take this second as the last case and investigate it. Well, let me start quickly to respond to Manda in Pinon to say the gender issue is out here. In fact, we take an offense of what he said. 
Number two, what uh, Mr. Nkwakwa has said, that uh, the Constitutional Court might come up with something that might change, um, even some precedents that are there in these papers. We are quite uh, also believing that our people should not lose hope. The Constitutional Court can come up and be positive, and we must still contest the elections. Let us adhere to our principles, uh, remain united, and focus. And uh, we are totally convinced that if the court can come to our rescue, we can still do wonders in the elections. We can still mm-hmm. perform well regardless of the situation. Because it's not that we are not capable of leading uh, the communities. It's just that there is this error that I've said, which will be properly investigated. Okay. And no one will stand in the way of investigation. Ahmed Sheikhima. Uh, thank you, Sakina. Let me start off by thanking my colleague, Honorable Kwanka, uh, for, for his uh, uh, words of support. And I must also add that the many other parties, the African National Congress, the in, uh, EFF, the DA have also given support. Uh, and I do take note of, of, of some of the comments from some of our people. I think, but we must understand there is more to it than, than just failure to pay. We do run municipalities successfully. We have delivered very well to the people, especially in KwaZulu Natal, where we govern some of these municipalities. I think it's a very, very, very tough day. It's a sad day for over one million voters. It's a sad day for democracy in South Africa if the National Freedom Party is not going to be allowed to contest. And I'll agree with my colleague. It should not necessarily at this stage be about the party, but more about the voters. If you want it to be a free and fair election, then I think the constitutional right of over a million voters must be considered. So I, we are hopeful the matter is going to be going to the court, there is, and we are hopeful that the court is going to rule in our favor in the interest of those voters, in the interest of democracy in South Africa. We also, there is going to be an investigation which has already started, and of course, uh, and I'm sure we're going to uncover what has really, really happened and why this money was not paid. I've given you information, really, mm. with regards to you know confirmation that it was paid, it was paid, it was paid. So clearly it's not a case of forgetting. So there is more to it than that. I don't want to say too much. It might prejudice our investigation. I do agree. It is a matter, I think, personally, for the public protector to investigate. I think it's a very, very serious matter. In fact, over 220 councillors, mayors, deputy mayors, speakers mm. now won't have a job. Their families are, uh, you know, it's, it's a very serious